Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me. I am your host, Jim Ventura. And uh, if you're for the first time tuning into the show, uh, a little bit about me. I am a uh, navigational consultant. Uh, my skills are in uh, oracle reading, uh, astrology, numerology, tarot, runestones, animal cards, uh, all kinds of different tools I've worked with over many, many years. I do private uh, consultation sessions uh, with clients uh, here in Phoenix as well as over the phone um, with phone consultations. And uh, I like to, again, call myself a navigational consultant. I use the oracles as a way of helping you know, guide uh, my clients and, and give them some insight into their own reality-creating process in that sense and how to adjust that accordingly as we go. Also, I am an author and obviously a radio show host as well, too. In fact, some years ago, I actually did public access show for a couple of years as well, too, so I've done a little bit of both of those things. And I do uh, teaching uh, and all kinds of good stuff uh, as well uh, locally here. And eventually I'm going to set up some, um, some, uh, some, some classes through, through Skype and things of that nature also. So anyway, uh, again, thanks for joining me. If you're here, welcome everybody who's listening, of course, and also for anybody who's joining me in the chat room. Uh, in a little while, I'm going to open up the phone lines if anybody has any comments or questions. This is my first show of the month, and my format has always been to read my monthly column, which is called Snake Oil, and uh, to talk about that for about the first 20 minutes of the show. So uh, I'm just letting all my callers know that I won't be able to open up the phone lines for about 15 minutes. So if you're on the docket waiting, um, I will get to you shortly. But first show of the month is primarily about uh, talking about the column. So, okay, so what I'd like to do is, again, this is my monthly column, Snake Oil. Um, it's actually be published in a, in a book uh, sh- uh, within the next year also. I'd like to read the column, talk a little bit about this particular subject, and then uh, open up the phones for anyone who wants to comment about this, or in a little while we'll also be able to do some personal questions. Uh, okay, so this month's column was called, uh, this month's Snake Oil column is called, Oh, the Weather Outside is Frightful. So uh, here in Phoenix, both the winter and the spring have been incredibly mild this year. In sharp contrast, you can't avoid hearing about weather-related tragedies that seem to be popping up across the country. Tornadoes, hurricanes, flooding, and earthquakes are just a few of the seemingly endless accounts of dramatic weather and turbulent earth-shaking going on. Extremists see this apparent destruction as preludes to the end of the world, Religious zealots will use these catastrophes as another example of God being angry at our declining morality, in quotes. The majority of people who aren't directly affected by these difficult weather and earth shakings in their areas probably feel for the people who are suffering, while at the same time are just thankful it isn't happening to them. Few would question that something is going on, and that things seem to be far more harsh. What is the real message behind all of these noticeable weather shifts? Most of us have seen television shows and movies that portray characters attempting a rain dance. Often this is done with humor. Sometimes it's done with dramatic intent. 
portraying a village or town in desperate need of rain and calling upon shamans to help deliver them from the oppressive droughts or even excessive rains. Unfortunately, these cartoonish attempts to show Indians doing rain dances on television and in movies often denigrate the reverent ceremonial energies that were behind many of these types of customs and practices. Still, leaving all the silliness aside, these theatrical attempts at creating rain hint at a deeper truth that all of us recognize. Human beings have the power not only to influence weather, <clears throat> but we actually often collectively create it. In April of 2011, a number of areas in the southeastern states were hit by tornadoes. There was massive destruction to people and property. These tragedies were splashed all over the news. There was a connecting story that was not talked about, but was a definite influence to the storms that hit those areas. The majority of, uh, of us who don't live in the South would have little reason to be aware of its influence, but people who live in the areas hit will easily see the connection. April of 2011 was the 150th anniversary of the Civil War. <clears throat> While this took place a long time ago, the impact is still part of the collective consciousness of the United States, especially in the South. The issue of the South losing the war and the end of slavery, legally anyway, still continue on for a long period and remnants exist of it still today, tore apart the country and left a wound in the mass psyche of the South. The energy behind this wound has recently re-triggered at multiple levels. The current extreme rejection by many people of our current president, Barack Obama, is a connecting part of these angry storms. Similar storms were brewing with past recent presidents, but now we have an added element to the current situation. Well, some people are simply not fans of the current president uh, because they disagree with his policies, there are still large segments of society that are fueled by deep-seated racism that still exist in this country. In addition, the energy of discontent and polarization that many aspects of our current politics and economic conditions have reached toxic levels. The volatile anger combined with feelings of powerlessness are currently magnified. Individually and collectively, this turmoil needs to be released. The Southeast is one area that was hit very hard because of the intensified feelings in the area on both sides of these social and political issues. Nature has a built-in system of checks and balances, and weather storms are part of this system. A huge part of the reason we are seeing such a rise in destructive weather patterns is not only due to climate change, explained by science, but also at a psychological and emotional level within the mass psyche of the U.S. as a whole. The level of polarization between the right and the left have charged up anger and hate for many years now. This energy has to be released somewhere and transformed. Destructive weather patterns are the natural world's way of releasing this fury. At a mass level, we are energetically and physically attacking ourselves through the weather. Even though we have always done this, we are seeing more of it because the anger levels are at an all-time high. On the positive side, these storms do help clear out some of this anger so they serve a purpose. Tornadoes and hurricanes are interesting weather phenomena to observe when you're not in the middle of them anyway. They will hit one area and ignore others. Sometimes one town is hit while right next door is left largely untouched. The same thing can be said of earthquakes. Some areas are decimated while others are left intact. Not only do we unconsciously influence and create weather patterns and mass, but we have individual reasons for experiencing these events. No one consciously wants to lose their home or business to a tornado or an earthquake. But no matter what the cause, it's still a tragedy for anyone to experience any aspect of these types of events. Still, there are 
many reasons why individuals and families may find themselves in Sometimes rigidity and stubbornness are such strong fear patterns of people and places that abrupt changes are the only where they'll grow. Sometimes the experience of having to start over reinforces lives that are not in line with who they really are. This is the tower energy re represented by the archetype in the tarot. In some cases, the need to allow help from neighbors and friends, even strangers, is part of the evolution for people that, that are giving and receiving patterns that are blocked. Sometimes the experience is part of karmic resolution. There are many different possibilities that may trigger why anyone might go through this type of hardship. But no matter what the cause, the storms and catastrophes are always opportunities disguised as loss. The common, the common rallying of support and aid to help people in areas who have suffered loss reminds us of how truly, truly good we can be to each other. Being angry about someone's wrong religion, sexuality, ethnicity, financial status, political persuasion, and a million other ridiculous prejudices often lose focus when our fellow human beings need help. Universal tragedy is a powerful equalizer. Temperamental weather is increasing because more people are struggling with volatile feelings and beliefs, and the weather now reflects this. On the positive side, the compassion and help that went out to many who suffered in the South and other areas can serve as a reminder of the power we all have as human beings. While our behavior at times can be atrocious, we also have the capacity for tremendous good in our species as well. Sadly, this good often comes out only during times of crisis. Expressing discontent with things we disagree with is part of what makes this country a strong one. Everyone has a right to disagree and be heard. Yet doing it with uncompromising anger and venom is part of what sees our atmosphere with increasing turbulent weather patterns. When more people decide to shift their focus from anger and blame at the economy, big business, liberals, conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, Muslims, Christians, Obama, socialists, atheists, or whatever whomever we have deemed the bad guys, we can begin to refocus our energy on finding solutions to our collective problems. We can put more energy into focusing on that which unites us as opposed to that, the things we believe separate us. The more collective people in any area who focus on anger and blame, the more potential problems and storms are inevitable in those areas. As corny as it sounds, we can choose to put more energy into thoughts of peace, love, and understanding. Each person that does this really does influence their area and the rest of the world. This isn't just airy-fairy ideology. Thoughts of things and they create events, especially when fueled often and by many. Every summer in Phoenix, we have a buildup of heat for two months that inevitably results in monsoons. When the rains come, they are often intense. Even during the worst of these storms, you will often see people who go outside to feel the cooling rains. I've experienced a few summers when the storms arrived at around 2 a.m. in my area. I was happily woken by the sound of thunder, lightning, and pouring rain. A welcome release by all. A few of those times I found myself joined by other people standing outside, many of them in their underwear. The pull of the reins was far stronger than any discomfort with vanity. Those times were comical sights, but they couldn't have been more natural. We all enjoy the release of the reins, and some of us have the intuitive ability to recognize what we are personally releasing in the process. We are all part of the weather, and we can benefit when we listen to the messages of the wind, the rain, and the sun. Human beings are not blights on the landscape. We are as natural to this world as the flowers, trees, and animals. Next time it rains or storms, let your consciousness join in with the storm. Be part of that process. You can do this from the safety of your cozy home if you want. You don't need to physically get wet or put yourself at any risk. 
you will intuitively feel how you are not only part of the storm itself, but you can benefit by recognizing what needs to be released or cleared away inside of yourself once and for all. Okay, so that was my column this month, and uh, definitely a, a little bit of a longer one than I, than, I nor- than I normally do. I usually have a tendency to follow my columns um, when I do the longer, more intensified ones with kind of humor pieces, so that'll probably be my next column. Maybe I'll pull something from one of my first books. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I- interesting timing. Uh, some of the people may have heard this as well, um, that Phoenix got hit a couple of days ago with some severe uh, um, uh, uh, dust storms that had come, come pouring through. I was actually out of town in, in Vegas and, and missed the storm, came back to just dust all over everything. Uh, so there was really some intense storms coming, kind of pre-monsoon activity and weather that's beginning to come this way. So, you know, this is a natural part of a Phoenix's cycle because of the buildup of heat. But again, I'm, I, I can go into a lot of detail about other dynamics behind the, the storms and the energy that's going on here um, in, in this particular area. Now, every area, you know, for all the listeners that are listening, we all, you know, some people are from Phoenix, some people from all over the country here. There is definitely, um, you know, you can feel the, the, the energy of, of this discontent, I think, that is so much a part of, of what people are going through right now. Um, you know, there's still a lot of economic issues and things that, that people are, are struggling with. Um, and, uh, you know, people are, many people are having financial issues and economic, you know, difficulty with work. And, and there's certainly a lot of, um, of polarization around political issues right now as well. So, you know, we are going through some intense times. And, you know, aside from, uh, you know, the intensity of the, 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 you know, the energy patterns themselves in that sense, you know, people are going through, again, personal issues connected with these things also. So one of the points I was trying to make with the piece is that, you know, these the storms act as releases in that sense, um, a really a lot of buildup that we're feeling energetically. Um, and they, I think that things have become a lot more intensified, again, because there is a lot more intense energy. You can look at these things as an issue relating to global warming and all of those things, and those are some of the scientific explanations behind it. So I won't waste anyone's time going into those dynamics, but um, there are, uh, and those are, those are very real things in their own way. There's definitely an influence of, of human population on the weather in that sense. Um, but one of the points I always try to make in my writing and when I work with people is that, you know, we are part of these processes ourselves. Uh, We are very much um, a a part of the dynamic of the structure of this world in that sense. And our thoughts, our beliefs, our anguish, our fear, our hopes, our dreams are all combined in the energy of the atmosphere and also the weather in that sense. And that's a big part of where this volatileness is increasing in that sense. Um, you know, nature really works as a balancing force in that sense. I know I'm looking forward at a personal level to the monsoons that are coming. It looks like we're going to get them sooner. Um, they're even predicting rain in the next few days here, which is amazing because we're only into early, not even to mid-July yet. Usually they don't come until the end of July, so we're getting a little bit of an early release um, of the intense heat here that uh, has built up, and it, it only built up briefly. That's what's amazing. It only really didn't even get hot until the last uh, 
until last few uh, uh, last few 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 weeks ago that it really started even getting hot. So definitely some cuckoo weather patterns here. Uh, all right, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this subject shortly, but I have a caller um, that has been waiting a little while, so uh, I want to take the caller and um, and then we'll come back to the subject uh, in just a few minutes. All right, let me take my first caller here. Hello, 219, you are on the air. How are you today? Uh, are you there, 219? Let's see if I got this correct. Let's try that again. No, now we're on. Yeah, okay. I'm here. 219, hello? Yes. Can you hear me? I was waiting. Oh, you that. Okay. I, I, yes, I um, they, they They got a new sound system here, too, so I'm a little bit stupid when it comes to navigating. So I thought I had you on, but I didn't. Okay, so hi. How are you today? I'm good, but I was waiting for the reading portion while I was listening to you because I know you said half in halfway through the show you do reading, so I was waiting for that, but I was also listening, so I don't want yeah, to interrupt fine. what you're doing. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's why, you know, I, that's why I took you. You know, what I what I like to do in the show is I like to, to uh, when I have the time to do it, I like to do five-minute little mini readings for people. So we can do that now, and then I'll go back to the subject because a, a big chunk of my audience is through um, – is through uh, the archives. People go back and listen later. So right now you're the only caller that I have. So I, you were waiting about 15 minutes. I thought whoever this is, they're tremendously oh. patient. They deserve to get to. <laughs> they deserve their time. So we're, we're fine. We've got another. I've got another uh, 20, 25 minutes on the show. So I'd rather uh, take a few minutes to work uh, and to work with you right now. So we're on it. So first, tell me your name and then All tell right. me kind of what you want to ask about. Okay, my name is Trisha. Trisha. Okay. And um, I'm basically looking at, say, the upcoming months and related to a business venture, specifically a contract signing for that business venture. And I'm looking at the rest of the year and to look at what's going on for me and my family. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is, again, because we want to kind of give you kind of a brief glimpse here, I'm going to pull three tarot cards. I'm going to pull one for the past one for the present, and then we'll pull one for the future, and we'll see what we come up with, okay? So just give me okay. uh, just give me about a minute here. I'm going to pause just for a moment so I can shuffle cards. So everybody bear with me for just a moment. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, looks like we're getting some pretty clear answers here. That's always good. I just had to turn off my AC. The AC is so loud that I have to feel like I'm screaming here sometimes to hear people when I'm on the phone. So I pulled three cards. Um, Past came up the Seven of Swords. The present came up the Ace of Swords reversed. And then the future comes up the Hermit card. So now let me explain to you what all these things mean. Seven of Swords comes up in the past. Usually, the, the past is the basis of matter. It, it's what has already happened in that sense, but this is always kind of a significant influence because it really, to me, affects the question. Um, Seven of Swords means, you know, there was difficulty in the past. Um, this might be in the recent past. This may be in the further past. But the Seven of Swords usually means, like, you went through an experience where there's kind of a dual dynamic behind this card. Sometimes it can be 
a lot of worry and a lot of mental anguish in that sense, a feeling of concern or confusion and and uh, kind of, uh, I, I call this the, the author of this particular deck uses the word uselessness, kind of mental spinning in that respect and concern. Yes. But what it also can represent mm-hmm. is they sometimes in the tro they call this the card of being hoodwinked. I don't know if you've ever heard the word hoodwinked. Mm-hmm. It means like getting scammed yeah, or cheated or feeling like, you know, you got kind of a situation where you kind of got, I say this eloquently, a little bit screwed over. So if there's any of that in the recent past, it's pretty legitimate. You probably did at some level. I know um, some uh, years ago, what's that? Combination of both, I think. Combination of both, I know. Yeah. Right. Did, yeah. I mean, again, it can, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like feeling like you got the wool pulled over your eyes, or you know what I mean. Somebody promised you something, or you thought something was going to come about, and it didn't work out the way you would have liked it to. In that sense. So yeah, and we'll basically to, just having um, some difficult experiences and um, disappointments, and you know, trying to find a sense of peace somewhere in the past. Right. You know, at some. Right. Yeah, and, and, and it, it may have been difficult to do that. Um, again, sometimes the circumstances are such that it, it's hard, you know, especially if you feel like you got ripped off or taken advantage of or, you know what I mean, or you, you wasted your energy somehow towards something. So it's really a healthiness right. about self-forgiveness. What, what we have now, though, is the Ace of Swords comes up reverse, which actually is kind of good. It means that there's a new venture or a new start, but there's a hesitancy coming up in that sense. Sometimes it's like one day you're sure and then the next day you're you're not sure if you should proceed in that sense. Again, sometimes from phobic influences from before. So d- does that make sense? Well, the hesitancy is not on my part because I'm absolutely sure what it is that you I'm are. choosing to be and do in my life. Good, because I, I feel no, like... I, I, what's that? <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, n- I never felt this sure about my life's journey before. I'm actually at well, the end of my life. Right. Because I'm getting, what I'm hearing is they're saying, if, if there's, you know, sometimes it's also that, that people around might be questioning, but typically um, the Ace of Swords usually means that it is kind of a green light card that you are supposed to go forward in that sense. And the outcome comes up the hermit card, which, believe it or not, it actually is really positive. You know, the hermit card means that you're going through, you'll be going through like a period of training to develop expertise, um, to become more successful. This is like, it's also like trusting your own intuition in that sense, but it's very much a learning card. Sometimes they call it the, the card of being green, and, and not green like with envy, more green about the excitement about learning something and beginning to develop new new uh new traits, new characteristics, new skills, things of that nature. But usually the hermit card right. is a real card of like trusting that you're on the right path. So I'm getting a lot of validation right. about that in that sense. That you're definitely on the right pathway right now in terms of where this is going. So it feels good. I kind of feel like you're the other thing is I'm getting from any past type of, of, of difficult things that you've dealt with, I feel like um, a lot of that's over, that you don't yeah. have to worry about that yeah. anymore, that you develop more of a savvy. Because yeah. I'm, I'm hearing, the other thing that you, you had asked about too is I'm hearing it feels like there's more of a harmony coming in within the family also too 
in the next few months. Yeah, next in my year. in my relationship, yeah. Yeah, it feels in more my, harmonious. My, yeah, I'm a lot of harmony. The, the, yeah. Um, the, the, the 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 feelings that was pushing pushing us apart has all been dissolved, and so yeah. um, what was there that connected us is back. Yeah, the you know I pulled a rune stone, and the rune stone is the rune of joy, actually, which means mm-hmm. that it's almost like you had to kind of go through what you went through in order to to grow and and move through yeah, something. Did. And but now it's I did. I had yeah. yeah. So much was, more, was, much more of a harmonious scene coming up. Yeah, it was necessary in a sense, but um, uh, it, it's been going on for 16 years. Yeah. So the experience of turmoil was necessary, just that it went on 16 years. <laughs> so it was right. long, a long time. Right. Yeah, and um, the first time in my lifetime ever since I started going through this. I, 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 I don't want to use the word centered, but I, I feel like I am not I am not bondage. I'm not in bondage by my emotion. Anymore. Right. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. Very but you know, it's actually funny because even one of the quotes from the rune stones for the rune of joy is um the the author of the runic book interpretation, the modern interpretation is a man named Ralph Blum and he says with this rune, he says, the term of travail is ended. And yeah. um, you have come to yourself in some regard. You know, the shift that was due yeah. has occurred. Um, this is the rune right. of the fruit-bearing branch. The term of travail is ended. Um, you're, now to re- you're now free to receive blessings, whether they be in material gain, in your emotional life, or in a heightened sense of your own well-being. So this is positive. Yeah. There's, there's a huge shift that just occurred in that sense. Yeah, it did. It did. Um I remember like I don't wanna I don't wanna take up all of your program but I remember when I was say maybe twenty five or so, twenty six, someone told me that um there's gonna be my middle name was gonna be Joy at some point. <laughs> well yeah. it took like seven more years <laughs> before I actually believed believed what the person said. Right. Because I was, I was going through so much at the same time, and it was like everything was compartmentalized so much that you feel, when you feel like you've dealt with something, something else opens up, and it was like a constant churning of in, in, in right. information and emotions that was kind of like keeping me in this place. So. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I mean, I think we... You know, because I'm I'm in my mid 40s now too, and it, it's funny because I, I just had a client here that I was talking about this with too, and she's 60, and you know I think that you reach a point at some time too where it's just that awareness that increases where you know what type of behavior or what type of thing will cause disharmony for you, and you don't do it right. anymore. I also think it has a lot right. to do with developing that sort of a confidence right. that where you don't really yeah. What was I lacking? So my self-worth came about, and then things that used to bother me don't bother me right. anymore. And the way I used to think, I don't. I, it's not like I try not to think that way. It just don't happen anymore. It's like it's just when you get older, you just stop acting like a child. It, it, yeah. it seems so naturally holding that it, it, it's, it's effortless then, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. 
And, and I think yeah. a lot of times when, when when we think negatively, we also we, sometimes when we're younger we think we're being wise that we're staying one step ahead of the game in that sense. Mm-hmm. So that's something yeah. that also can shift that you can just sort of say, you know what I mean, everything's going to work out. Because even a bad thing can turn into sort of a good thing in that respect as yeah. well. I, I, you know what I mean? It really. I know years ago when I first moved to Phoenix, I lived with a – with a roommate who ended up ripping me off and stealing from me and and impersonating me. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff. But what's so funny about that is, and it wasn't none of it was funny. <laughs> Talk about the Seven of Swords. That's what made me think of that. That was a card that kept haunting me back in the day. Right. But um, that actually was one of the things that launched me to write my first book and pushed me to become an author. Um. And it was, and it became this identification thing with clients, clients who were dealing with difficulty. Would I, I could often have a, you know, I mean, I have a, an empathy and an awareness of it in that sense because I had gone through it. Yeah. So that's what's amazing wow. about going through these difficult things. I always say we go through difficulty to teach us how to not have difficulty. Right. I believe you know that. I mean? I, I, from, so it, it was so long, like it was so long, and I and I see it. I, I, it's like I'm watching myself, watching myself for 16 years, going through it, and it was so long that. Right now is that my body has relaxed, and sometimes I would say, "Geez, if anybody deserves the space that I'm in now, I can actually say I do, and believe it, yeah. because of the <laughs> of what the whole experience was like, and 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 how much of my my person got just so caught up into it, you know, it, it was it was. This is such a different. Uh, you you mentioned about journey being different. It, it, it's such like a. It's like I've come around full circle, and now the path the path that I'm taking now is unfolding in a way that I am actually seeing it before it happens. Does that makes sense. Right. And yeah. and the, this 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 hermit card that's coming up really in essence it's kind of twofold because it means that you're going. You will again. You'll develop this new expertise. You'll develop this new kind of element for success. But it also really has to do with kind of lining up and and being able to tune into your higher self and to have that sense of mm. wisdom where you listen to your own instincts right. and you follow them and you you know what I mean. And and I, I feel like that's what you're 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 pushing your way toward in that sense. And uh, I wouldn't right. say pushing. I mean you're you're just you you could not go there. Yeah, and try. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing so, it. Yeah. All, all those, absolutely, all those. And I, the thing that I'm hearing is when it comes to the family also, it's the awareness, especially for the younger family members, to kind of mm-hmm. guide them while also accepting that mm-hmm. we sometimes forget that, you know, part of like 20 is also having chaos. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like right. like when I, I flip channels on TV and I watch a few minutes of like the real world on, on television, I'm always like, oh. I can't. The drama that they create for themselves—it's just exhausting. You know what I mean? It's actually kind of natural for the age. Yeah, that's you know? so true. So yeah. Anyway. Excellent. Well, very good. Uh, I hope it was a help, and it was definitely good talking to you. You know, I find a lot of times, you know, sometimes I have a number of listeners and people a little nervous about calling in. But, you know, one thing I have found is a lot of times people have later on told me that, well, there was a caller and she was going through the exact thing that I'm going through. And then you answered it. Yeah. So that's what's kind yeah. of cool about it. There's always sort of a synchronicity. 
Yeah. It, it, okay. It's good, too, because it helps, it helps you to, to, to don't have to repeat sometimes. Right. What it is that one person and ask the other person and say, you know, you don't have to repeat it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, excellent. I appreciate your call. Good talking to you today, Patricia. Tricia. Uh, best with your new Thank venture. You. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. I have to be careful here. Let me see if I got that right. Okay, is that it? Uh, I might still have it on there, Trisha, if I'm a bit. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I, I, the last time I, I did this, I, they have a new kind of uh, program here at, at Blog Talk Radio, and I, 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 I hung up on the caller, and I hung up on the, on the show. <laughs> I had to call back into my own show. I'm like, God, I'm such a dingbat sometimes. But, um, you know, yeah, you have to find the humor in it. But, yeah, very much appreciated that that insight and that, that call from, from, from Tricia. Yeah, absolutely. We really do have the capacity to kind of come to a more harmonious place. You know, and, and, and it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to discuss in that sense because, you know, what had, had prompted me also to write this piece about the weather in that sense is I had gotten in the last couple of, of months, I have gotten all kinds of, emails from from clients and people on my mailing list. Now, my mailing list is, is almost 800 people now. I've been doing the column for years. And, and by the way, anybody listening, if you're not already on my mailing list, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com. All that info is on my, my web link on the page here too. And I can add you to the mailing list so you can get the column once a month as it comes up. I do reading specials and things. All my, my subscribers kind of have access to, to discounts on, on readings and things as well. So um, not to mention it's a great column. But um, what's so funny is that one of the things that I, that, I, that I found so humorous is over the last couple of months, I've been getting all kinds of emails with, from people about these sort of angry emails about you know people being mad at Obama and and um, and the economy and and people then you know then on, on the far left I get emails talking about how evil the Republicans are and you know and and I, I have very I have very moderate uh, political viewpoints in that sense too I, I definitely don't consider myself um, I'm not really I wouldn't align myself with Democrat or Republican Party I consider myself a moderate I, politically when it comes to candidates and things that are running for office. You know, I look at the person, what they stand for, what they're saying, and, and that's who I would put my support behind if I, if, when I bother with any of that in the first place in that sense. So um, I probably lean a little more left than I do necessarily right, but um, certainly by no means am I extreme in either direction. But what has been, been funny is I was getting all these, these crazy, like, angry emails and these anger at Obama emails and all of these things. And I, I wonder if people, you know, that are sending these to me even read my column to think that I, I would be – in fact, one of the comments that um, I was recently sent, someone had sent me an email, and it was from a um, – I guess it had been going around. It was about a gentleman who was a 95-year-old like retired military veteran from World War II, or, and he was going on about taking the country back, Mr. Obama, and, and he was all offended and insulted that Obama had said something like that, America is not a Christian country. And this was sent to me. And I thought this is really, really interesting because it's clear to me that when the president said that it is not a Christian country, what he was saying 
I'm guessing would be that America is a melting pot of all kinds of faiths and beliefs and nationalities. There are Buddhists and there are Muslims and there are Christians and then there are uh, New Age people and there are atheists and, you know, we're kind of a melting pot, again, of all different types of, of perceptions in that sense. To say we're a Christian country would, in essence, be inaccurate. Where there's more Christians than probably Muslims or atheists or any of those other things, uh, without question. But to say that we're a Christian country, that's insanity. It's not accurate. So, but the but the way this was read, obviously, by this man was that uh, somehow the president was putting down Christianity in that sense. And from what I know, the president seems to be a practicing Christian <laughs> in the first place. So I couldn't. It just struck me as kind of odd that someone would be outraged by such an absolutely inane suggestion. But that was a big part of what had prompted me to write this piece because I've seen so much of this over really, really growing in the last 10 or 15 years at like a, at a level I've never seen before in that sense, this misreading that seems to be going on and this idea of demonizing other groups in that sense. And I've talked about this before on the show, the idea that, you know, five, six years ago during the early Bush years, there was a lot of controversy. There still is, but it's much less about gay marriage as an example. And it really is just a red herring. You know, gay marriage isn't going to change or alter the structure of marriage or damage it or wound it or, you know, uh, I mean, the whole idea of it is ludicrous in that sense. It's it's just, uh, you know, it, it, every human being has a right to have that experience in that sense. If that's what they want to do, it actually doesn't have much interest on my part to necessarily get married, I'll be honest. But, I mean, I think human beings have the right to do it. But it was a red herring. It was sent to kind of get people outraged over something that really, in essence, is nothing. The reason marriage is, is in decline and there are more divorces and it is rockier is because it's a custom and a tradition that really doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, many people will continue to get married, and it can be a very beautiful tradition in that sense, but a lot of people have felt they had to get married in order to be fulfilled and often in many cases chose the wrong partners and the wrong relationships in that sense, and of course they didn't work out. Um, there's a lot of reasons behind why marriage is faltering, and it has nothing to do with gay people in that sense, but it became this kind of false outrage that is happening. We see the same dynamic occurring, and my apologies for getting a little bit political here in that sense, but uh, there's such a tremendous outrage about the, the health care issue now as well, too. And, and, you know, that we're already in a tremendous amount of debt and, and providing this universal health care would only put us further into debt and... There's definitely issues with, with this country being in debt. It has to be looked at. But, I mean, cutting health care and, and making it um, not available to every human being definitely does not seem to be a very, very functional solution in that sense. <laughs> so, I mean, I hear these things, and I think sometimes people are, are duped in that sense into this false anger and outrage over over things. And it's always been going on. I mean, I you know, I, even in, in Arizona with, with the immigration issue that, that had, had come up, this tremendous blame that um, the reason, you know, uh, there's issues with jobs and, and lack of jobs and things of that nature would have to do with, with Mexicans taking those jobs and illegal aliens and 
And I got to disagree at some levels in that sense. Most of the jobs a lot of these people are doing there are the jobs that people don't really want to do. And back in when I was younger, when we were kids, you know, these these lousier jobs in that sense were were, were done by kids. We shoveled snow, we we mowed lawns, we you know, I mean, we did all of those dynamic things. So you know, to me, there's kind of a natural order to things, and I I do agree that there should be certainly restrictions on on how people can come into the country and do things of that nature. But to get so outraged by it and to constantly keep seeking these scapegoats that are supposedly the reason that everything is so bad it is just nutland. And, and this is what I was talking about in the piece. And this kind of crazy energy dynamic that's going on is absolutely um, charging up the energy of the atmosphere in that sense and causing even more volatile weather. The, um, the energy has to be cleared. It has to be released in that sense, and, and weather absolutely really, really does that in a very, very profound way. Um, I've only got a couple more minutes on air here, um, so I'm not going to put up the guest call-in number, so I apologize to any of uh, anyone who wanted to call in today. Um, I'm glad I was able to get uh, Trisha's call in. It was a great one. So, um, But I'm, I'm going to be back again uh, next week is my interview show. And then the last two shows of the month are generally when I, I have more time to take callers. So, um, you know, catch me certainly the last two shows of the month if, you, if you're wanting to call in and have a personal question that you want to ask like Trisha did and have me pull a couple of cards for you. So um, that we'll, we'll do that again. Again, just so you know what my kind of schedule patterns are. Anyway, so we've got a couple more minutes. So I want to finish this up to say, you know, at, at a more positive level, at looking at these weather issues is really, really, you know, something I always recommend to my clients is really let yourself be part of the weather. When, you know, when it's sunny out and it's beautiful, you know, realize some part of you is creating that at some level. When it's rainy out and it's dismal, recognize that that rain acts as a cleanser and a release and that, that some part of us is also participating in that. You know, wind is a great, interesting um, phenomenon as well, too, because I would say, like in, in Lakota Indian teachings, they believe wind represents change. And even the direction the wind comes from has meaning and all kinds of things when you begin to really, really look at this. But, you know, if it's windy out, rather than battle up against the fact that it's windy out, Look at the idea about what in your life you might need to change, whether it's in your thinking or shift or in your diet or in your relationships, what you might need. The wind is kind of telling you something. And the funny part of all of this is, you know, because people think, sometimes I run across people that think I'm a little odd, which, by the way, doesn't bother me in the slightest. I am a little odd, uh, <laughs> and I like that about me. Um, but really, these things that I talk about, about listening to the weather, I know for my more uh, my my old soul, mature soul clients and my wiser ones, there's something that registers in them energetically when they hear this in that sense because you you do you pick up the messages that are coming through in that sense and and that 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 excellent call that I got from Trisha was a great example that she even talked about how there was something in her that was changing a confidence. Um, a shift that was going on that she was tuning into. And then now the outer circumstances will change and adjust accordingly because she has been able to make that shift in that sense. So she'll be entering into a more secure, more prosperous, beneficial time. So 
we are we're, we're very much a part of the landscape. I, you know, I always remind this of my clients and my listeners and my readers that we are very much a part of this world. We're not a blight on the landscape in that sense. We're part of it. So when we can reel in our energy and, and focus on, on really more positive things and and seeing whether we can unify and begin to heal some of these problems in the world, we really, really will. And I ask all my listeners to consider doing that. You know, say a little prayer for peace in that sense, in your own life and in the world around you, and then we can we can help to influence and create this shift. Okay, looks like we're coming to the end of the show here. So again, this is Jim Ventura. Uh, I remind all my listeners that, um, you know, you can always, uh, some of the shows you can get a five-minute mini-reading, but I am available for private consultations. You can go to my website, uh, which is printed on here, and, and get information about personal sessions. Even a short session can be of real value. Um, and I always record the sessions on audio tape, so check that out if you wanted to look at a little bit more information in a personal session. And uh, if you're not already on my mailing list, absolutely hop on it. Um, easy enough. It doesn't cost anything, and you never get any uh, any uh, my email. I never pass anyone's email on to anyone else or a blind copied out. And uh, you can go to my website, check out any classes and books that I offer. And uh, I will be back here again next week for my radio show interview with Victoria M- McGillner, who is an excellent acupuncturist and has a couple of books out. And, um, and I'll be back again the following Thursday. So, again, thanks for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. This is Jim Ventura. Everybody have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you all next time. Cheers. <laughs>